gives him a list a little extra time. Uh, this, is, this is great. It really is. Uh, tonight, I figure usually I tell you where to go, but I haven't yet. But the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, if you can uh, head that way, chapter 10. Gospel of John, chapter 10. <clears throat> If you will, we can stand in honor of reading God's Word, and we'll be just verse 10 and 11. I'm going to read this. You know this uh, very well, but this is where we'll, we'll start here tonight and, and move around. John 10, 10, it says, The thief cometh but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Father, we thank you for your word, and I just pray right now, Lord, that you will guide my mouth and my mind, and Lord, that I'll speak what you want spoken here tonight. My desire is to lift up the name of Jesus, just to, just to try to just grasp how wonderful you are. Help me do that tonight. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> This time of year and spring is, well, it's trying to spring anyway. And, uh, but it's just the signs of life, you know, when you see when springtime comes and always is a reminder of, to me, you know, about, about life and um, I guess life and pollen, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's so neat to me and it's the time whenever we, I start thinking about wanting to plant, put something in the ground, don't matter if it comes up or not, I'm, I, I feel like planting, you know, and, uh, but just to, to know, it's a reminder, you know, again, to put the, put the corn in the ground, you know, that seed that from the year before that had died, but there's life in that seed, when you plant it, it comes forth, and when the green uh, little corn comes up, you know, it just, it's, it's life, it's life, you know, and there's life here, and it's a reminder about life, and, and I, and, and folks, I just, I believe that God is all about life, okay? He's not, he's not about death. Now, we, we have, death is, is part of our life, but that's not what he's about. And, 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 and death has already been dealt a death blow, okay? How many of y'all, I, I just feel like death no longer has a hold on me. Are y'all, yeah, yeah, okay, good. I, it just don't have a hold on me. I mean, I... Uh, and it's because of Jesus, it's in, 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 and it's life that I love to uh, to talk about. And I know that we 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 all like to just to get out and live and enjoy life. And God has given us life. You know, in Genesis it says that that God breathed the, the breath of life in the nostrils of of Adam, and he became a living soul, you know. I mean, God gave us life because he, he's about life. He's the creator. And that's the main thing is that there is life, and there's life in him, and he's about life, and he's going to see to it. He's going to see to it that we who have put our faith and trust in him will have life forevermore. And I think that is just I, just, I just love that. It's just to hold on to that and grasp that. And I, you know, I, I, I do preach a lot of funerals. And so I, I talk a lot about death and life. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
I wouldn't want to be in the preaching to funeral business if I couldn't tell them about life. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know their situation with the Lord. I don't know what they are. That, that's between them and God. But I, I do know one thing. I can tell them the gospel truth. I can give them the gospel, and it's, that's about life. And I can tell them about a God who loves them, and, and he's about life. This death thing is, 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 is something that he's do, going to do away with. That's not his perfect plan there, I don't think, but he's going to take care of that. And tonight, I just want, I just want to look at that, and as we move into this time of, of the resurrection and, and what we'll be singing, I know the choir's working on some wonderful songs and about he is alive and he's risen, and uh, we move into that just to, just, to, just to get wrapped up in the fact that, man, it's about life. It's about life, and it's not, not death and the struggles that we may be faced with here right now. There's more to it than that. But as, we, as, I, as I start here, I just want to go back and, and look and begin here in what I read <clears throat> in this uh, about we, and basically is to look at the contrast. I mean, there's two, there's, there's two things here. You got uh, Jesus, Jesus is talking here. We, we've got a thief. He's talking about a thief. And then he talks about himself, you know. So we've got a thief and we've got Jesus. Two different, let's, you know, you can look at it real quick and see that we've got some, uh, 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 a, a stark contrast. So the thief, and I wrote, and, I, and what I thought about when we look at the thief, when we think about a thief as far as robbing, this thief, this thief is, not only does he steal, he kills also, and he destroys. He steals, he kills, and he destroys. That's what Jesus said about it. That's the characteristics of this thief. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's pretty much, uh, that's, that's Satan. That's the devil, and uh, he's still around, and, 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 I, and we need to realize and, realize and know that. But we have the, the, the contrast is Jesus, who says uh, that he has come, that he's come to give life. So we've got someone here that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And then we've got someone here that wants to give life. And not only does he say that he wants to give life, he wants to give, he said, I come to give life, then they will have life and have it more abundant. That more abundant is, 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 is actually kind of like a of superior quality. Woo, I like that. I like the thought of su the, the superior quality of the life that, that the Lord gives us and what he's come to do is a superior quality of life. I believe, hey folks, now I believe that we can experience that uh, to some degree right here and now. Just the goodness and the special, uh, the life that is in Christ. But I believe we're going to have to eventually get face to face to get the full impact of just how superior that life will be with him. With him. So he's come. He's come to give life. He's come to give a, a, a life which is of superior quality. And, the, and here's the deal here. Is that he is going to lay his life down in order to give me that life. That I, so that I can have a superior quality of life. He's got to lay his life down. And praise God, he's willing to. He's willing to. He does it. He does it. Because the Father, it's the will of the Father, and he says, I've come to do the will 
of my father, and that's to lay my life down for the sheep. Folks, let me tell you something. Jesus is a good shepherd. He is. You want anybody else leading you? No way. Jesus is the good shepherd. Now, if you will, let's see. I'm I'm, going to move around, so just grab your Bible. If you will, let's go all the way over to Job. Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. I'll give you a minute to get there. Job chapter 1. And the reason I'm going there is because I'm going to look at the thief a little bit, but I ain't going to dwell real long there. But I do want to look at him. And and the fact that over in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, that Jesus is, is plain out spoken about him and, and give the characteristics and what he does, and, that's the, and that is what he does. Now, if we go to, uh, to uh, Job uh, chapter 1, if you're there, say amen. In Job chapter 1, we'll, we'll, we're going to find out in the first chapter that Satan's there. Now, uh, scholars say that Job probably is the oldest book in the Bible. Uh, I know that the Genesis gives us the story of creation of the beginning in the beginning but the actual oldest manuscript, I guess, of it was is Job. But even in here in Job, we find that Satan is there. He's there. Now, let's look at him real quick here. I want to start at verse 13. Chapter 1, verse 13, and we'll read through there. It says, And there was a day when, the sons of, and when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. This is Job's children. And it says, And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen are plowing and the asses feeding them beside them. And the Sabines fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans made of three bands. They fell upon the camels, and they have carried them away, yea, and they've slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Bad day. Job probably said, you know, I don't believe I can take another visitor coming up here. But what I want us to see here is, and if you, if you know the story, uh, this is Satan had come before God and, and had just challenged him a little bit or God had challenged Satan and said, I got a man named Job that uh, he trusts me. I, 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 can, I, I, can put, I can bet on him. He's going, he's going to remain true to me. And, uh, and, and, and Satan says, well, you know, you got a head running, but if you'll let me get in there, I think I can maybe can change that. What I want us to see is, <clears throat> well, for one thing, <laughs> I believe God's in control. I believe God's in control. Now, he, Satan was doing nothing until God allowed it. He peeled it back and said, okay. But what does Satan do when he's allowed? He did exactly what Jesus said he'd do, right? Did you, did you see any stealing going on in there? 
How about the livestock and all that stealing that was going on there, some of them being killed? How about all the destruction and the fire and the wind and tearing all the destruction? And how many people died? He came in and what did he do? He stole, he killed, and he destroyed. That's what he does. That is what he does. How many of y'all believe that that is still what he does? How many of y'all believe that he would probably do that today if he gets an opportunity? And how many of you believe that he'll do that to you today if he gets the opportunity? Right, right. So Jesus is right. He's, uh, those are the characteristics for him. And he's proven it from the oldest book we have. That's just the way he operates. But also, if you will, let's go, let's go back to the Gospel of John. Gospel of John chapter 8. I'll just give you a little workout tonight. It ain't going to hurt you. John chapter 8. <clears throat> and here's some more, here's some more uh, stuff that Jesus puts out on, uh, on the devil. John chapter 8 verse, 40, verse 44. If you dare say Amen. He says, and, and Jesus speaking here says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. That's just who he is. You know, you know the old saying, if his lips move. If Satan's saying anything, can we pretty much figure he's a liar? Yeah, that's just who he is. Now, he may be taking it and masking it with something that looks like truth, but take it to the bank. He's lying. He's lying. And he's deceiving. He said, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar. That's what he is. That's what he is. No truth in him. He is a liar and the father of it. And folks, let me tell you something. There's only truth and everything else is a lie. That's it. There's only truth. There's one truth. Everything else is a lie. And, 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 and it, I don't know, it, it's, it's God and his business. But I know that there's a ton of folks who does not believe the truth. I just, this is the truth here. There's a ton of people who have sold out to a scientific theory of evolution. They bought it for the truth. I don't believe it's the truth. You may say, well, Eddie, you're not smart enough to understand it. Well, maybe not. I'm going to thank God for that. I believe this is the truth. And I want to thank him that I believe that. It's not it's nothing on me. Thank God for whatever reason. This to me is the truth. God created this, everything we see. We've heard some good teaching on that. So uh, he's, he's a liar, if you will. Now let's go back over to the Old Testament because I, want to, I just want to look at it. I always think it's good for us to see it as, as we look and read it together in, in, in chapter 3. Chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. 
Now, this is the account of the, uh, in the beginning, in the creation. And this, these first five books was given to Moses by God. Uh, Moses penned these, and he gave him the account of creation. He penned everything. Moses put it down. He told exactly what was there, what happened. He told the fall. We know about the fall. We, it's there. We know that because God gave it to Moses, and Moses put it down here. So in chapter 3, we find out, we, we see what happened here. So verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now, God has said, don't mess with it, and if you do, you'll die. Now, I wonder if, I wonder if that's true. Reckon that's true? Well, God said it. That ought to be a pretty good giveaway there. That's the truth. That's the truth. Verse 4 says, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Oh my goodness, we've got a little conflict here. I don't know which, which way we should go. Wonder who's telling the truth here. Wonder who's telling the truth here. Who's the liar? Who's the father of the lie? Satan's a liar. Do y'all know he's still lying today? He's lying to a multitude of people. And I tell you what, I believe one of the best things Christian people can do is you better pray and you better pray hard for your family that they, they get a hold of the truth because there's a whole lot of lies floating out there and they get a hold of it. And man, it's hard to do anything with it. But there's only one truth and that's the truth of the creation and the fall and the redemption through Jesus Christ. That brings eternal life. That's it. That is, that, that's, that's the truth. That is the truth. And so we, we look in, and we can again see that Jesus is right on. I mean, what he's saying, he's got him pegged. He's a destroyer, a murderer. He's a liar. He's, he's a thief. He's all of this, this stuff. That's, that's who Satan is. But see, what I read, we talked about something. It just said the thief, what he does. But Jesus says, but, but me, but I've come. Don't, don't, look, don't listen to him. Don't, don't even think about that. You have to be aware of him. You need to know what he does. You need to know that. You need to know and understand he will destroy you if you're not careful. He wants to. And as I look at that, uh, so I, I want to throw in this little side note when we think about that, is that he's, he's still here. Now, you, you may be, I, I believe the truth. I bought into the truth. Jesus Christ, I sold everything. He's my redeemer, and my redeemer lives. I'm just like Job. I know that my redeemer lives, and that, that I'm going to be with him. I'm going to be with him. <clears throat> but just because I am a believer doesn't mean that Satan has curled up and whimpered and run off somewhere and says, oh, shoot. <laughs> nah. I know I'm saved. He, 
I, I, I fully believe Satan cannot take me out of God's hands. I belong to him. But he can sure give me a lot of trouble. He can sure trip me up. He can make me call, fall and, and, and stumble. He can, he can destroy my testimony for him, for Christ. He can do whatever he can. He can try to stop my children from knowing the truth. He can do, he can do these things. He can do that. And that's what he wants to do. And the reason I say that is because if we look at Luke 22, Luke, Gospel of Luke 22, and I, I said this is just a little side note because I, I didn't want to leave this out just to slide in there uh, about Jesus talking with, with Simon Peter here. At, at Luke 22, verse 31, Luke 22, verse 31, it says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. <laughs> we know what Satan's wanting to do, don't we? That's what he said. That's what he was wanting to do to Peter. I believe that he'd love to do the same thing to me too or anybody else if he can. I mean, whatever. He's, you know, he, he saw what was going on here in the life of Peter. He saw that Peter was making a pretty good stand for, for Jesus, that he was following right along with Jesus. He was one of the head three, if not the head man in the, in the disciple group there, in the apostle. He, I mean, he, 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 he saw that. And I, he would be a good target. He'd be a good target. Folks, I'm telling you, you, would be, you might be a good target. You may be doing... A, Good things for the, the Lord and serving him. But, but see, Satan, Satan, that's what he wanted to do. He said he's, he's wanting to sift you. But boy, I love this. But then he said, but I have prayed for you. Good night. Are y'all glad that we have someone that is interceding for us and his name is Jesus? He's, man, I tell you what. I believe, I believe his prayers get answered. He's interceding for me. I may fall. I may stumble. What to say? But I prayed for you. I prayed for you that your faith fail not. You may falter. Satan may come at you. That's what he wants to do. But I'm praying for you. No matter what, you're going to stand fast. You're going to, your faith and trust is going to remain in Jesus Christ. And sooner or later, you're going to get up, dust off, and keep moving forward for the glory of God. I'm praying for you. But that doesn't relieve you from the fact to know that, hey, he's out there. It's, it's almost, a, and, and, and I spoke about this a little bit over in, uh, in Honduras, and I told those people, I said, listen, if you were going to walk back home tonight, because they all walk, and then they go back home in the dark, whatever, most of the time, that if you're walking back home tonight, and somebody come and told you now on the way home tonight, there's going to be a couple of folks laying around out here somewhere. They're going to try to jump you and, and rob you. Would you just go on back whistling Dixie and not thinking nothing, or would you be paying real close attention? Probably any kind of little old crack in the bushes and you'll jump because you're watching. And that's what, that's the way we need to be because we got an adversary. I don't know where he, just right where he is. I don't know just when he's going to attack or where, all that kind of stuff, but I know he's there. And the, and, the, and, and, and the Lord has told me to be aware, to be aware of that. So, <clears throat> as we look at that, then we think about Peter, for, and let's go, if you will, to 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, because 
since he's the one, Peter's the one, <clears throat> that he said he, he, he wanted to sift him. Uh, do, you, do you realize Peter did, <laughs> Peter got sifted pretty good. He got sifted pretty good. He sure did. Satan come against him, worked him over, scared him, put him in a bad place, caused him to do things he didn't really ever think he'd do, caused him to, to cry and just wonder if there was any hope for him or if God would even have anything to do with him. Carried him to a, just a terrible time. But I tell you what, his faith didn't fail. <laughs> his faith didn't fail. He come through and he come through with shining colors. But it's Peter in 1 Peter 5, 8 who says, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That's a fact from the God's word. Peter says, I, I'm, I'm just telling you that we as Christians, we really need to realize and know that. And, 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 and to just to recognize. I, uh, I don't know, my mind just now kind of kind of goes to something that happened this week with me and, with me and Tonda. And, uh, but I, we kind of, before it got to extremely intense fellowship, <laughs> we, we caught on to what was happening. Uh-huh. Satan trying to pull something here because of the position that we were in and what we were doing. And we were, you know, getting going to go do some singing for some seniors down in First Baptist and McClendon and things like that there and just prepare. He was almost to push us to the place to where if we went down there, we weren't going to go down there in the right frame of mind. You know what I mean? Right there. Tell me if I get off right, if I get out of whack. But, but that's the truth. I mean, that's the truth. But see, the thing... The thing about it is, is that, say, whoa, 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 whoa. See this for what it is, you know. It's just Satan just doing things, just trying to cause the problem. And we backed up, backed up, prayed, prayed, prayed for the situation. It was taken care of. We went, enjoyed it, had a great time. Our man, heart filled with joy. And it was just, just a great time, you know. Now, we could have went down there. With them old fake smiles. And all we was doing was gritting our teeth. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't do that. That's what, pay, folks, just be, be wise is all I can say. Be sober, be vigilant, because you got an adversary that just wants to just cause problems. Cause problems. Now, let's, let's move on here. <clears throat> So as, we, as, as, as I look at that, we, we see, we, we see the, the troublemaker and the problem maker. But, but folks, look at, look at who's talking here. Look at what he's done. Look at who he is. I'm laying my life down. I'm going to give you life. This, this, what's, what this guy has done, this is, this is death. This is, this is just the way he operates. But I'm greater than him. And I am taking care of him. And I'm going to be able to give you life, and I'm going to be able to give you an abundant life, a quality, a superior quality life. I'm going to do that. I'm the only one who can. I'm willing to, and it's going to cost me my life, but I'm going to do it. Because, hey, because listen, I am life. I titled this thing, Jesus is, Jesus is my life. He is my life. He is life. He is life. And so 
basically we make a, we make a choice. It's, and that's what he, that's 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 all it's about. The the gospel is is if Jesus came to this earth and did what he did, he was God in the flesh. You must believe that. You must choose that. You must receive that. You must believe that. That is your choice. You don't have to. You can believe a lie. It's your choice. But everybody makes a choice. And, and you're responsible. Janie's responsible for Janie's choice. You know, me, it's just, and, and you are. And that's the reason that, that, that I'm concerned with folks that make sure on your own self, you know, that you know where you stand and the, and, and, and the choice that you made. But uh, in Deuteronomy, if you, you can go there if you want to, Deuteronomy 30. And I just like this here because we have a stark contrast, but we also, we also have a clear-cut choice. It's black and white. Makes a choice. Makes a choice. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, this is uh, uh, Moses speaking to the children of Israel, and he says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. <laughs> Here we go. Life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. <laughs> you think, well, what dummy wouldn't? Well, I don't know, but I think there's a lot of dummies that ain't. Do you see what I'm saying? Because they've been blinded by uh, someone who, they're very subtle. They've been blinded by somebody who is a liar and the father of it. They've been blinded by someone who wants to destroy them and kill them, whatever it takes. That's the way he operates. And we've been told that. He says, I'm, I'm coming to get, bring you life. Bring you life. Therefore, choose life. I love that. Choose life. Boy, that's a good slogan, too, for the abortion of, you know, for, for life, for, to choose life for children. Cho- I mean, God is the only one that can give life. And they, there's no one, no one has the right to take life but him. Y'all believe that? I believe that. Yeah. So choose life that both thou, I love this, but, but that both thou and thy seed may live. My God. Choose life. And boy, pass it, pass it down. That's really it's important. Pass it down to your children, that next generation that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him. Now listen to this. I love these five words. For he is thy life. He's your life. He's life. That's why I've got life. It's because him. It's not me. It's not what I've done. No, it's not what I'm going to do. It's what he's done. And I believe it. And and, and I have received that. And my prayer is every person that sits in, in here knows that. They know that. And they have received it. And they're not struggling with it. So there's the choice. And then in Joshua 24, verse 15, same type of thing. Joshua was with the children of Israel and they've been in the promised land and he's, he's blessed them. They've took over. They've conquered everything and they've settled down and then people start trying to move around and do things a little different. And he says, you know, you got to nail this thing down. And in Joshua 24, 15, it says, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, okay, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't want to serve him, that's, that's, your, that's your choice. It's your choice. You don't have to. But choose you this day whom you will serve. 
rather the gods which our fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwelled. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a choice. I'm making a choice. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He said, you, you, there's a choice, clear-cut choice. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Because God is your life. He is my life. So we have the choices, but listen, folks, let's go to Romans. There's a stark contrast between Jesus and the thief. And there's a clear-cut choice. But let me tell you something. There's also two different endings. Two different endings. Romans chapter 6. I forgot to tell you where to go. Romans chapter 6. I love this. <clears throat> verse, uh, I'm just going to kick in at verse 21. Romans 6, 21. It says, what fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? Meaning, in the things that you used to do and what you used to be. See, there's an old and there's a new. There's always, there's always just two. You're either one or the other. You're either old, you're still the old man, or you're the new man. The new man is in Christ, or it's the old man. You know what the old man did. You know what he is. You know what sin has done to him. It said, and the fruit that you're now ashamed. That's what that old man brought forth. For the end, here, for the end of those things, the end of those things, what are they? Death. I'm putting before you life and death. Okay? And that old man, in the, apart from Christ, that's what he is. That's the end. The end is death. Mm. But now, <laughs> but now being made free from sin, praise God, I am free from sin. Sin does not have a hold on me. Oh, sin's around. Sin comes in my life. I, I, can, I can sin, but it, 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 that's, it, it's, I don't serve it. That's not my master. I know who my master is. I know who my master is. It says, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit and what? Unto holiness. That's the fruit that comes from the new man is holiness. The old man, just a life of sin. The new man's only what is the holiness. But it says, in the end, what's the end of that? What is the end of that? See, two different ends, isn't it? One is what? One's death, amen? What's the, what's the end of the other one? Eternal life. There's your choice. Where are you? Or, or, or do you wonder? Man, when you think about life and death, who in the world wants to wonder? Maybe, I think. I believe. I ain't sure. Are you nuts? Be sure. His name's Jesus. He is life. Do you have him? Do you know him? Can, he, can you call him yours? Yeah. 
in the end, everlasting life. For the wages, and here comes that great verse, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. How? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's life. He's life. Choose. Choose you this day. I'm sitting before you. So as I think about that, <clears throat> Tanya, you can ease on up here. I got a few more scriptures, but go ahead. But Colossians, I want to read Colossians chapter one, uh, 3. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Are y'all tired of hunting these things? I just think it's good to see it. Read it. It's always good for me. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3. Verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ. Anybody in here like that? Amen. Amen. I'm going to celebrate it here in about two, two weeks or so. We're going to celebrate. I'm, I'm risen with Christ. Woo! Betty, when he walked out of the grave, so did Eddie. Huh? Yes, he did. When he walked out, I did too. Hmm. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. We know what this is all about. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. But listen to this. When Christ, listen to it. When Christ, and what's the next thing? Who is our what? Who is our life? That, that's, that's, that's my life. That's only way I have life. And it's eternal life. Oh, it, it, oh, it's a superior quality, let me assure you. It's, a, it's an abundant life. It's Jesus Christ. Man, you just, and knowing him, it does something to you on the inside. It'll make you love him, appreciate him, and you, you, it's, it's kind of like, I just can't, I can't say I thank you enough. I just can't say I thank you enough for what he's just done because he was willing to do it, the only one who could. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Folks, I would say that is a superior quality of life. Have you made that choice? I quickly wrote this down quick because I, a lot of times I use different scriptures in funeral. But I always want people to know that, that Jesus is about life and not death. He's, he, you know, he, he just is. The Gospel of John has the word life in it 46 times. Just the Gospel of John has the word life in it. 46 times. It begins talking about in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. It goes on in John 1, 4 says, in Him, in Him was life. John starts out from the get-go. In Him was life. We know John three sixteen. Amen? What's that about? Eternal life. John 10, I'm John 5 40. And ye shall, and ye will not come to me that you might have life. John 6 48. I am the bread of. Yes. When he was talking to Mary, 
He said, Mary, listen to me. I am the resurrection and the life. When he was talking to his disciples just a few hours before they hauled him to Calvary, he said, let me tell you something. I am the way, the truth. Woo! Amen. That's my life. Jesus is my life. That's the reason I worship him. If I want to talk about if I want to talk about something worthwhile, why don't I talk about him? He's my life. He's the life for those that don't even know him yet. He's the life for those that's been blinded and listening to a liar. Amen. Aren't you glad you know him? Jesus is my life. Wow. And I love the fact, man, that when he